but it leaves you with a sense of appreciation for your elders. To me, with a great sense of appreciation. And I, I thought, I, I always thank God all the time that when I got Sandy, I got her daddy <laughs> and, her, and her mom, of course. But there's something about, and Buck, you know, he had all daughters, had a wife, he had a house full of women. So I guess he, he always said this, Junior. He said, he said, Jimmy is the best son-in-law I ever had. And then he told everybody, he's the only son-in-law that I've ever had. He loved, he loved to tell that one with a big smile on his face. So y'all missed a good chance. If y'all knew Buck, you missed a good chance to laugh right there because it was funny. And, uh, you know, but I remember taking him over to the property where the house was being built. And, you know, the funny thing, uh, Jimmy, you know this well, your dad in this, and I'll guarantee you can relate to this. But I noticed this about Buck. He didn't look up at the structure. He looked down. And the first thing he did was walk around in the house, and you know what I'm thinking about that. He looked down, and he examined the bottom of the structure. You know why? He said, Jimmy, what's your foundation? He said he wanted to look at the foundation. Think about this. Think about an older guy. Think about these old-timers. They go buy a car. They ain't looking, they ain't looking to see if they got the latest, latest technological entrapments. What does an old-timer do? He goes and kicks the what? He kicks the tires. Because those tires are the thing that touch the ground. And that was another one of the great lessons of, of Jay, Buck Ingram. Because he'd tell me, you'd get to fiddling with something, or he, he thought you had your mind on something when you were driving, he'd stop you right dead in your tracks. He'd look at you and say, now, Jimmy, you remember this? He said, driving is job one. He reminded me of that all the time, fiddling with you, trying to answer a phone call or something. You know, but his words were golden to me. And I and I and I and they they are they'll I'll carry them with me every day of my life. Because I think it's very important. God wants to do some amazing things in our lives, but the foundation is the key. Whatever God is doing, as it is in the natural, Nick, it is in the spiritual. Whatever's being built is going to be built on a foundation. Amen? And good builders know, right, Jimmy, there's great pains taken when a fine home is going to be built. There is great, great, what was the word I want to use? Care to make sure the foundation is right. Amen? And we need to be very aware. We preached last, we started talking about this image that God wants to bring out in the church. That it's God, that going back to the very book of Genesis, where God says, I, let us make man in our image. And what was that image? You're going to be fruitful. You're going to multiply. You're going to have dominion. You're going to rule and reign on this earth. How are you going to do it? You're going to do it by what you speak. First thing, and what did Adam have? Adam had God's glory. He had his honor on him. What is glory? It's the weight. And it's authority. It's the thing that separates. With God's, what, what, what left him when sin came, it was the glory and honor. The Bible says in, in Romans that, that for all have sinned and fallen short of the what? The glory of God. That's what left him. But Jesus came to restore that. But how did Adam operate in the glory and the honor? He named things. Everyone, every animal was brought to him and he named it. He named, it, he named the beasts. How do we walk in that power today? Whatever beast comes your way, you name that thing. If the beast of sickness comes, you name it healed. <laughs> Come on. Because of what your brother did for you, Jesus Christ. 
If, if lack is attacking your life, you speak to it and you declare that you are the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. Amen. Whatever, if depression's trying to take you over, you refuse to let it, you refuse to let it shroud you. You begin to operate in the garments of praise. Somebody say amen. You've got naming power. But we've got to understand about this thing called foundation. It's not sometimes what can be seen that is the strength of the structure. It's what's underneath. It's what's at ground level. The Bible talks a lot about foundation. If you've got your Bibles, can you put it up on the screen? I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You know the neat thing about this church? And if you, and if you handle it wrong, it becomes a negative. Is God just doesn't speak through one man here or one woman. There are a multiplicity of, of ministers. This week, you'll have... a. Uh, uh, Undoubtedly, Brother Delmore will be here tonight. He'll share something. Debbie will be teaching on Tuesday. Caleb's going to be preaching tonight. I'll, I'll be here Wednesday. Brother Delmore will be with us. And, and uh, next Sunday, Brother Rick will be preaching on Sunday. That, there's a multi, and there's testimonies galore. There's a multiplicity. And that, I didn't name them all. Not to mention the awesome preaching you guys are doing in testimonies and on Facebook and everything else. There's not just one person here. And I like that because the focus can't be on me. If you put your focus on me, you'll be sadly, sadly, sadly mistaken. You, you, you'll come away feeling empty if the focus is on me. Your foundation cannot be me. Because you hang around me too long, you'll see a lot of, just ask Sandy. You'll see a whole lot of stuff that she's been, she's been working on me for 28, 9 years now. She'll tell you, it's the task is not even near done. <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. Listen, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as, as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, that means fleshly, as to babies in Christ. I have fed you with milk. What is milk? It's the very basics of the word. It's the, here's what milk is. It's the fact you're forget, God loves you and you're forgiven. That's milk. That's for spiritual babies. You have to grow beyond that. Amen? You've got to get to the point that you've got to grow. Now, it's all right. And you know what? Heck, fire. Ain't nothing wrong with a good, even for adults, to have a good, refreshing glass of cold milk. Amen? But you've got to eat more than that as you grow. Okay? I have fed you, I have fed you with milk and not with solid food. Verse 2. For until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able why? Look at verse 3. For you are yet, for you are still carnal. That means you're letting the flesh rule. For where the, listen to this, where there's envy and strife, divisions among you, you're not carnal and behaving like mere men. Now I'm not really to preach this, but I am to this. For when one says, I'm a Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos, are you not carnal? Some of the most fleshly things we can do is to hive off to a certain man. You do not do that. Your foundation is not a man. It's the man, Christ Jesus. But it's not a man. Are y'all with me? Let's go on and look. Now look at this. We're not knocking. Look, I'm not knocking men. But you have to put men or women in the appropriate place. And you've got to have the right perspective. 
Look, who then is Paul? Let's just put this down. Who's Jimmy? Who's Rick? Who's Caleb? Who's Debbie? Come on, who's Delmer? Okay, listen. Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos but ministers through whom you believed? That's key. I heard Marina give a great testimony about, you know, like referring to Rick and about the seed he sowed. But you can't lift any of us up above where we should be. Come on, listen, this is just the word. Who, are, who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gives the increase. Woo. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Look, don't look to me for increase. I, can't, I can pray over you for increase, but I don't give it. God gives it through me. Come on, Jesus. Come on. Do you see what I'm saying here? Paul said you got if you're doing that, you're a baby. you got to grow up. Not done yet. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers and are God's field. You are God's building. Now listen to this. Now it's down to the brass tacks. According to the grace of God. Everybody say according to the grace of God. Which was given to me as a wise master builder. I, here's the word, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Glory to God. No other foundation. Your foundation can't be I'm a Baptist. Your foundation can't be, uh-oh, I'm going Your foundation can't be I'm a ragamuffin. Your foundation can't be I'm a Pentecostal. Your foundation's got to be I'm a Christian. Come on, I am a son and daughter of God. The power of God flows through my veins. Do you hear what I'm saying today? Anytime we, if we lift up our group name over that, we're going to make an idol out of it. It's a tool. It's a tool. This church is filled with, a, with this, this church is over halfway filled today with people coming in through Friday nights. Hear what I'm saying? Ragamuffin Friday night. Amen. It, but get this, it's a tool. It must not be your trademark. Do you hear what I'm saying? I, I have no problem with the Baptist church, the Nazarene church, or whatever, but they're tools. Don't make them your trademark. The only thing that's your trademark is Jesus Christ. Him alone, because last time I checked, there's no nails in my hands. I'm passionate about what I do, JR. But even if I would have been nailed to that, it would have done no good. Because my life is filled with past sins and failures. But the man that went there, the Bible said he was tempted at every point, just like you and just like me. But he never failed. He was tempted when it came, he was tempted when he came to, you know, there was yeah, there were drugs back then. There was there were, People tell y'all, listen, oh, that grape juice wasn't fermented, it wasn't, yes, it was, and it got him drunk. He was never drunk. He was tempted. Y'all notice, he was surrounded, uh-oh, I'm going to really mess with y'all. He was surrounded by a lot of women. 
You don't think that the temptation ever came? You're crazy. But he didn't fail. He didn't fail. Listen, you weren't there. I don't know. But I do believe, because what are you talking about? You're blasphemy. No, I'm not. I've been tempted with females. And the Bible says he was tempted. And listen, ain't this females you've been tempted with? Males. The Bible says he was tempted in every point as we are. Now whether you can take that or not, it's Bible. He was tempted sexually. But he did not fail. Somebody say amen. amen. He didn't fail. He went to the cross and he paid the price for every one of us who have failed. I don't know about y'all. I don't care to admit I have failed. I have failed big time. And I've even, listen, some way, some way, I failed this week. And immediately some of you are well, how did he fail? None of your business. It wasn't what you think. I've not had any perfect weeks. But my Lord Jesus has had a perfect existence for all eternity past and all eternity present and future. He's never failed, Mary. He's never let us down. He is a firm foundation. You know, we need to go back to what some of the old timers sang. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. What's your hope? I don't know. You know, in the mid-80s, Marina, I, I told you all this. I was infatuated with Jimmy Swaggart. Infatuated. Anybody y'all remember Jimmy in his heyday? He could flat out shut the corn, as they say. Man could. Rick tells us a marvelous testimony. He got saved listening to it. It changed my life. But you know what? I tried to act like him. But you know what, and I mentioned that to you all the other day, but I left out something. It wasn't, see, I took it wrong. But God was building that kind of passionate presentation. He wanted that out of me. I was connecting to that, but I took it too far. I wanted to look like him. If he had a certain tie on, I wanted to own. I wanted to hold my Bible just like he held his Bible. I wanted, even if he mispronounced words, I wanted to, I just mispronounced them just like I'd be like him. Y'all know what he did one time? He, uh, <laughs> he was quoting that I love Jimmy. If, he's, if you're watching my Facebook, I love you, Brother Swag. <laughs> he, he was quoting a passage, and he, he said this. He said, it, it, it said the people were misled. He said they were misled. I said, what? He misquoted the word. He's not perfect. Oh, my goodness. And then all, before the whole world, we found out he wasn't perfect. He was a man, and he failed. And what happened? A whole era. Uh, some of y'all are too young. You're too young. This is before you was born. You weren't born. You weren't born. You girls with Jacob. What year you born? You wasn't even thought of. We, but you all remember. Do you remember the night the service was on TV? Anybody watch that? I watched it. And it shook the Christian world. Why? Because he was too many people's foundation. I am preaching right now. 
And, and the whole thing began to shake, rattle and roll. The whole denomination began to shake because he was their foundation. He, no man should be your foundation. If a man's your foundation, you're going to shake all your life. But if Jesus is your foundation, it will stand in the midst of every storm. Somebody say amen. He is perfect. He is pure. He is holy. He's never failed. And he never will. Every devil in hell is scared spitless of his name. Y'all remember that in The Lion King? Those little, uh, what were they? Uh, what were those things? But, uh, well, it was those little things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and y'all remember they get in there and, and they said, they said, say it again, Mufasa. Say it again. They'd, they'd shiver and shake. Uh, to me, that was like little demons. They, they know how. You know what the Bible says? Even demons believe. Even demons, even demons shake at the very name of Jesus. They don't shake at the name of Jimmy. You know what happened? Let me tell you about a wrong foundation. There were seven sons of Sceva in Acts. They went and they tried to, they watched Paul cast out some devils. You know what they did? Now watch. Listen to this foundation. They tried to confront devils in the name of Jesus, which Paul preaches. And them demons wore them. They stripped them naked, wore them out, and chased them out of Dodge. Why? Because the seven sons of Sceva's foundation was Paul. But Paul's foundation was Jesus. Somebody say amen. That's our foundation. Not men, not denominations, not ministry groups, nothing. And don't take anything, this word's got to be the book. You don't need another book. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Now, let's look at Matthew 7 because we've got to take this further. Matthew 7, verse 24. Matthew 7. Everybody say foundation. foundation. Matthew 7. Christ is our foundation, right? That's, but now we've got to go deeper with that. 7, 24. Listen to this. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. Everybody say hears, hears. and does. Okay. If you're here in the church this morning, you only qualify for half of that. And the other part to a little degree because you're, you are doing the work because you're coming to church. But we cannot, you cannot fulfill the second part of that in this house. You'll do it out there. You'll do it Monday morning. You'll do it in how you treat your spouse. You'll do it in how you live your life. You'll do it in how you work your job. You will do it. You cannot fulfill the second part of that in here. It starts here. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man, a wise master builder. See, we just read that. Who built his house on a rock. Somebody say foundation. How do you build your life? We, we, we preached it. Y'all shouted, Jesus is my foundation. Okay, how do we build on Jesus? You hear his sayings and do them. And you quit making excuses. 
I'm at that point, I always admire him. You, you know what, probably the guys, other than, I, uh, right now, the, the ministers I listen to, there's one my age, and the rest of them I listen to are over 80. Because I like guys, they, I, I, they got, they, it's proven, that's proven. Brother Copeland, I love Brother Copeland. You know what he says? He says this, the word of God must become final authority in your life. It must become final authority in your life. You must, listen to this, he's, you must not try to shape the word with your life, but the word must shape your life. You must not try to twist the word, make excuses to make it fit your life. No, the word must sculpt your life. That's the foundation. The other one is a foundation. Listen, the other one is a foundation. When you try to twist the word, make excuses to fit your life, that is a foundation. But let's look at it. Therefore, whoever hears these things of mine and does them, everybody say does them. I will liken to a wise man who has built his house on the rock, and the rain and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and the heat and beat on the house, and it did not fail, it did not fall, for it was built founded. It was founded. Everybody say founded. Say foundation. It was founded on a rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the Sand. Come on, Papa. He's shouting from heaven, Jr. Because the guys that really know something, they look down sometimes, not up. God wants to build some incredible structures in you. But God's saying, Where's, what's your foundation? Let me tell you, you know something, the worst thing that can happen to you is a big, massive structure be built, but your foundation was never strong. That's the worst thing of all that can ever, God could start blessing you and blowing out your men, but if your foundation's not sure, honey, when the because the rains will come, the challenges will come, none of us are above it. In fact, this, when the foundations are right, the rains and the struggles and the storms do nothing but make you stronger. Woo! Somebody, when the foundation's right and the fire comes, help me, three Hebrew children, all it does is burn off the things that bound you. Come on, Jesus. Praise God. I'm preaching, y'all. If we sold CDs, I'd buy it myself. Give it to you. <laughs> I will read my notes. Listen to this. We are elated. We shout. We rejoice because we tell the stories of how demons, devils, sicknesses, diseases, storms, and even death were obedient to his words back then. Well, what about now? What about us? Are we? You know, I got any Pentecostals in here could shout right now. <laughs> it got real quiet. I'm kidding about that. That should have got quiet. We, we, I could be preaching on how them devils and honey, y'all be up, we'd be shouting, and I'd jump on a chair, and y'all fall out in the spirit. But what about now? 
This world is more concerned about how you are responding to the word than the devils did 2,000 years ago. Gosh, did anybody hear that? This world is going to be one. Yes, I'm not knocking that. We should preach it. But this world is watching you more. And if we aren't obedient to the word, and if we're not living under the authority of the word, then our sermons are going to be hollow. My grandmothers are shouting from heaven. If I'd labeled this, this would be an old-time Methodist sermon. <laughs> Anybody ever been to old-time Methodist church? You know what? There ain't nothing wrong with holiness. But holiness is not in the fact that a woman wears a dress down to here, or it's not in the fact that I never, ever mess up. Holiness is this, that God gets all of me, Jan. Holiness is not about perfection. It's about just what the Word says. It's God gets all of me. Sometimes I fail, sometimes, I, but God's got all of me. Come on, somebody. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I'm pre Listen, I've moved past, I'm trying to feed you some meat. Christ is the foundation. But he said he must be obe obeyed. All of us, we preach a lot about power around here, don't we? Study this out. I don't got time to dig in this deep. But people who walk in power, before they walk in power, they understand this. Before they walk in authority, they understand they're under authority. And nobody operates in authority out from under the next level of authority. Y'all remember that story about the centurion in the Bible? And he said, you don't have to come under my roof. Remember that? You remember that? He said, don't even come. Just say the word. My servant will be healed. Well, listen. if you'll listen, here's what he said. He said, I am a man under authority. And he, was un and he was over a bunch of guys. But here's how he described his authority. I'm under it. I'm preaching. See, we want to be, and I've preached it, guys, but I've but I I got to lay this layer on. You're not going to operate under the authority of God. Until, you're not going to operate in the authority of God until you operate under the authority of God. And that's the Word of God. Somebody say amen. It's God. And can I tell you something? It's not bad for you. There's not one thing in that Word that's bad for you. It was, lay, it was put there to create for you life and heaven on earth. It was there for you to live a life that many people just dream about. But it ain't easy. It ain't. Coming to the cross is real easy. But living out the cross is not. But it's the foundation you've got to have. Amen. Praise God. Last thing. I'm laying the foundation this morning. Where do I want to go? Let's go. I'll, I'll probably, let's go to James. I, I, I opened up this script. This is to tie this into image. Let's go to the book of James a minute. And build on this. And then we're going to open this altar. James. 
James chapter 1, verse 21. Praise God. You know what? You guys are easy to preach to. I want to thank you all for that. You're a wonderful bunch to preach to. Wonderful. And I thank God for all those that labor alongside of me in this church. I thank God for each and every one of them. But just remember this, every one of us is fallible. None of us are perfect. And if you're looking to me, you're going to be disappointed. You understand? That doesn't give me an excuse to live any way I want to live. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying, in all my attempts to pursue him, Marina, I will fail. And I will fall. And I will let you down. But if you've got your eyes on Jesus, guess what? You won't be critical of me and you won't be judgmental of me. You'll have your eyes on him and you'll have one, you'll have one eye on him and you'll lift one hand. When you've got your eyes on him, then you can extend a hand down to me and help me up. Oh, goodness. Woo! Why do you, Jimmy, why do you get so excited about your You've got an egotistical. You get more excited about your preaching than anybody else. You know why? Because it ain't me preaching. It's the Holy Spirit preaching through me. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't smart enough to come off of this stuff. Y'all, uh, I got one thing in my notes. He just takes off preaching his word right through me. Don't ever try to outsmart the Holy Ghost. And don't, get big too, don't get your britches too big for him. That's why I'll humble myself. I'll dance before you. I'll get on the ground. I might do, remember Curly and Larry, remember how Curly get on the ground, he'd do that little circle. He'd scoot around. I'll, if the Lord tells me to do that, I'll do that. Do y'all remember the Three Stooges? I'll, I don't, when I'm praising God, I don't, I don't try to be dignified. I won't pray, I'm gonna that. Woo! <laughs> uh, you remember he'd get on the ground, he'd scoot around in a circle somehow, kick that leg and he'd go around in a circle. God help me to do it. I will, I will belittle myself in front of anybody if it lifts up Jesus. Because this thing is never about me. It's about Him. And all I am is a mailboy trying to bring you the mail of what His Word says. Woo! Now, that doesn't mean you don't honor men and women of God. You do. And you all do a great job of that. But I'm not your foundation. Jesus is. What I have done for 31 years, I've been faithful to bring the word. When I felt like it, when I didn't. When the up days, up days down. Yes, I'm going to blow y'all stuff. Yes, we, me, and, me and Sandy have asked. I, I've come preaching sometimes right out of a fresh argument with her. But I will fully admit she was right. Because I've learned women are always right. If we could have wrote that in the Bible, it'd been a, you know, maybe that's one thing. We could ask the Lord if he would want to insert as a clause. <laughs> Do what? It might be, yeah, Jesus would have said that. You know what they always say. This is, this is a woman's interpretation. God made man. He said, I think I can do better. And then he made a woman. Somebody, come on, ladies, say amen. 
<laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. God will not listen. God is far more concerned about how I treat her than how I preach. Because that's foundation. If I'm not treating her as Christ treated the church, things will start to crumble. Things will start to crumble here. Because a church is only strong as its family units. Come on, people. Praise God. Listen, I can't get, I cannot tell you something else. I can't put you all over her. Don't ask me to. I ain't. I'll be there for you. I love you. I've told Debbie Rising at times, Debbie, because Debbie gets more iron. She's a master iron in a fire girl. She back there, hidden back there, her neck here. She's in the nursery. See, I told you. And I've told Debbie, sometimes you've got to learn how to say no. Because Debbie is so good-hearted, she wants to, if she could do everything for everybody at once, Debbie Rising would do it. She come out here preaching about you. And, and, and Debbie will tell you, Debbie, haven't I told you this? I probably won't be there because if you want me to be who I need to be on Sunday, I'll probably be stowed away somewhere. See, we got to get out of our heads we can be everything to everybody because we can't. But I'll tell you what. If everybody will rise up and do what God's calling them to, that pressure won't be on me and it won't be on you. Somebody say amen. But see, we can't have that when the foundation is people because you'll expect me to do everything. And if Jimmy's down one day, everybody's down. Then who can pick me up? Well, you're called to do that. But if the foundation's Jesus then if Jimmy's down, you're not down because you wasn't looking at me anyhow. Woo! I'm preaching good. Okay, James. I got, I'll probably teach the rest of this Wednesday night. James, where's that chapter one? Uh, verse 21. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness. That means be teachable. Everybody say teachable. Listen, are you teachable? That's the question. And receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Look at verse 22. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Here we are again. Right back. Took Matthew 7. Back, back to red words. Deceiving yourselves. Uh-oh. Are you saying this church, churches could be filled with deceived people? Yes. And it not be a cult? Yes. That's what it just said. If you got a bunch of people that are here, if we're hearing the word but we refuse to do it, we make excuses for it. We want, uh, we got, our, we got our reasons. Jimmy, I got my reasons. This says I'm deceived. You don't know what they did. I'm going to hold that. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know how they hurt me. You wasn't there when they did it. The book says forgive. You can shout that at me all you want to. But I'll tell you one thing. You, you and me, our failures and our sins offended. They were offensive to a holy God. But it didn't stop him from sending his son to that old rugged cross. Somebody say amen. 
Thank God it didn't. But he who, look at this. So if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Somebody get the, Debbie, go get the worship team, okay? Are they about ready? To, are they up there? Go get them. Somebody's got to be, their people going to be at this altar this morning. For he observes, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. What's the mirror? It's the word. But he looks, at, listen, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. But he who, listen, here's the key. Everybody say the key. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. Everybody say continues. You can't just hear it. You got to do it. You can't just hear it. It's got to be done. That's how you continue in it. If he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Everybody say a doer of the work. Get this. If you're going to do the word, you're going to be doing some work. If you're going to do the word, you're going to be working. Jimmy, I didn't think I'd work for salvation. You don't work for grace, but you work in it. You don't, God don't love you because, listen, JR, God does not love you because you drove that van this morning or you're or you driving there or whatever. God loves you because of you. And out of that love, you drive the van. But he was pleased with you before you ever drove a van. But because he is pleased with you, you want to drive the van. Somebody, do you hear what I'm saying? You don't pray and it pleased God. You pray because you pleased God. Because he loves you and he said, if you ask of me, if you'll ask of me anything, if my words will abide, if you'll abide in me, and my words will abide in you, ask what you will, and it shall be done. I don't pray to please God. I pray because I pleased him. Does anybody get that? I don't work to please him. I work because he's pleased with me. Whew. That's good. That's good preaching. There you go. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling Holy Ghost, you're doing a good job. If anyone among you, but verse 25, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in all he does. Anybody will be blessed in here? See, here's what happens. Look here. It goes right back now to the image of God. Because God said over the image, you're going to be fruitful. You're going to multiply. You're going to replenish. You're going to dominate everything. You're going to dominate your world. But you know what God did next? He gave Adam some instructions. Satan deceived him to not go by the instructions. And that's where the trouble started. Because Adam... And you know what Adam did? He blamed his wife. That's the little game he tried to play. He blamed Eve. Because, listen, when we don't want to, we'll always have, a, and sometimes it'll, we'll even, we're even good at making religious excuses to not do what the book says. None of them cut any mustard with God. Amen? But get this. 
His love for you is not based on that. But get this. If you're going to grow in his image, you've got to stand in front of that mirror. And here's how you stand in front of the mirror. You do what the mirror says. Here's how you can stay front and center in that mirror and and, and beautify yourself in the holiness of God is when you see the word, you do it. And if you fall, you get back up and you try it again. But you don't go with excuses and you don't try to make high-sounding arguments why you are... Listen to this, listen to this. The world is excellent at loopholes. Uh Uh-oh. The world, Caleb, is a master at the loophole. But there are no loopholes. There's only truth to be followed. And all that truth is meant to bless your life and to bless others through you. Glory to God. The only gospel... only gospel a lot of urban's going to read, a lot, a lot of this lost world's going to read, they're not going to read this book until they read the gospel in your life. Amen? Everybody stand on your feet. What's your foundation? What's your foundation? What is your foundation? God's wanting to build an incredible structure, but he's got to have the foundation. Praise God.